Hallo, wie geht's? Willkommen, willkommen. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. As always, my name is Juan, joined by my comrades, Mark und Kevin. And wir mögen Filme. That's German for we like movies. Say, what? I don't know. I was trying to learn some German real quick. I don't know. Oh. Okay. Today, <laughs> we are discussing Mark's pick, the Netflix World War One epic, All Quiet on the Western Front. Bum, bum, bum. Of course, the movie is an adaptation of the 1929 novel by the same name, regarded by some to be the greatest war novel of all time. The film is directed by German director Edward Berger and features the talents of Felix Kammerer, Albrecht Schuck, Aaron Hilmer, Moritz Klaus, Adrian Grunewald, and Daniel Brühl. Exactly. Um, The film is uh, was also written by Berger, Leslie Patterson, and Ian Stokel. It was released on October twenty eighth of twenty twenty two. It is currently streaming on Netflix with a runtime of two hours and twenty eight minutes. I was waiting for it again. Uh, All right, let me give you a brief synopsis for those who don't know. All Quiet on the Western Front follows German teenage friends Paul, Franz, Albert, and Ludwig, who voluntarily enlist in the German army, riding a wave of patriotic fervor. However, Reality sets in almost immediately as they experience the brutal hardships of life on the front line and in the trenches. The teens' preconceptions about the enemy, morality, survival, and conflict soon crumble. All along, it becomes painfully clear that in war, soldiers are mere pawns in the hands of bald, egomaniac, legacy-driven commanders with full bellies and wine-stained teeth who pass down orders from lavish quarters that will determine life and death for young boys and young men who have dreams of returning home. The film opens with some scenic shots of the frigid snow-covered landscape before an incredible shot of a fox in a den with newborn pups, a fitting symbol of the youth and innocence of the four high school boys who are bursting at the seams to join the fight, due in part to some wartime nationalist propaganda. Unlike some other war films like Saving Private Ryan or The Dirty Dozen, The plot in All Quiet is more just lingering on the day-to-day events that the soldiers encounter during their tour and the dreaded expectation of their probable demise. We follow the boys as they make creative ways to find meals, 
dodge bullets and grenades in the maze-like trench, receive letters from home, discover an entire dead platoon, hook up with French girls, and of course, see those around them perish, leading the viewer to ponder the fate of the four friends. Will they survive the mayhem and return to pick up their lives where they left off, or will they lose their lives in the battle, leaving it for another soldier to pick up their dog tags? Um, Mark, this was your pick. Why don't you start us off uh, telling us why you picked this and giving us your first impression? Bum, bum, bum. Okay, fair enough. Um, I, I, I'm, I, I'm a war movie advocate. I like, uh, I like them all. The more gruesome, the better, only because I know I, I'll never be a part of war. So I guess that's why I'm okay with it. Uh, but the trailer looked amazing. And uh, yeah, I just, I simply went off of that. Uh, and what was your first impression? Like when the movie started or before it started? <laughs> what do you mean? Your first take. What'd you think of the movie? Oh, you want me to give, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. You worded that weirdly. Um, yeah, there, this is um, this is probably going to be my, my new my new top favorite war movie, topping a uh, a juggernaut on its own. Okay. Um, Kevin, would you would you care to go next or would you like me to I'll take go. it from here? I'll go I'll go next. All right. So um, before I start I want to tell you right now that our sound effects machine is in the in the shop for repairs. So there will be no sound <laughs> effects on this. Oh I'm sorry that's breaking sad news. Hey, without without even knowing that, Mark's been picking up the slack already. I know. I was like, oh, he's doing great. But I just wanted to put that on, just uh, some prayers thrown up for the machine. All right. Well, fun <laughs> facts won't be as fun. All right. So, That's true. All right. So my thoughts on the movie. Um, I went into this movie wanting to not like it. I don't know why. I can't tell you why. Maybe it was because RRR wasn't nominated for Best Foreign Movie, and this movie was. But regardless, I did not want to like this movie. I watched the first act of this movie with a chip on my shoulder. Um, I was thinking, man, it's too slow, too bland, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And as this movie rolled along, it started to chip away at that little chip on my shoulder. Um, it showed the graphic side of war, like like a little bit like Saving Private Ryan and Band of Brothers. But it also showed the sadness and horrors that happened between the actual fighting and just like in Platoon. Um by the end, I, I, I did find myself fully invested. But just like the white boys and pale blue eye, all those mustache men started looking the same to me. Um, I didn't, I'm like, oh, I thought you died. No, that was the other mustache guy. Um, I will say there's spoilers coming up. I did not think that they had the cojones to kill off Paul at the end. And mm -hmm. once they did, they won me over. I was like, oh, this movie's great. I was like, I did, I did not think that was going to happen because I thought he was going to go back to life. And I think some review I read or some synopsis said it's about people after they come back from war. And I'm like, all right, well, he's going to be able to tell their stories, but, but no, no one survived to tell the stories. And he meant everyone happened. else, not Paul. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Oh wow. Like, but all those things that they went through, they all died, their group. And, and it just reminded me of actual war where there's so many stories lost in the sands of time. Um, yep. It showed the, the innocence and ignorance of youth. They were so excited for war to serve, but 
they, in actuality, they were just disposable pieces in a machine. And like in The Hidden Life, this movie showed that German soldiers were actual humans and not just heartless monsters. And um, this movie should easily win Best Foreign Film, and it fully proved that it deserves a seat in Oscar's Best Picture category. And that was my thoughts of it. Mm. Mm. You, do you still feel that the same way about the Germans going into World War II? Well, I, I just believe like it gave me that you know what that not everyone was because we just think of them as these heart all oh, they're, they're all heartless monsters. Yeah, you know what I mean. And they yeah. were like some of them were they were they were actual people. They were just following orders. Unfortunately, they were horrible orders. Yeah, they were, yeah. but they they weren't like even in this movie they showed like those commanding officers were bastards, but the soldiers weren't necessarily you know yeah. horrible yeah. people. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and that was uh, that was slightly kidding, but but uh, <laughs> y- watching this uh, just as I was waiting for us to go on tonight, um, I, I started watching it again, and um, even at the beginning, you know, when they're so excited to, you know, they're getting riled up with this speech by this. Um, uh, you know, the headmaster of this school that's getting ready to send them off. And even it was interesting to me that even then you could see like, even how, you know, the seeds were already being planted or, or the idea or, or whatever techniques they used, right. To, to then, you know, unleash their full propaganda for you know the next world war and what mm-hmm. they ultimately became but um but yeah no um i i before i i go into my stuff i did want to ask did you guys watch it in german or in english oh no in english but the the english um dub was fantastic oh, okay there was like real emotion behind it kevin no, I, I watched it in English because that's just what it was set to. So I was like, all right. Oh, okay. I'm the only one. Then I watched uh, German with uh, with English subtitles. Man, you must have heard a lot of screaming. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and also, I, I don't think it doesn't sound like we're going to have this issue. But I was going to say that if either of you gives this less than a four, then I'm literally going to stick my hand down your pants the next time I see you to check if you still have balls. Hey, I might just give it a low score now. I know you will. Uh, <laughs> I know. You threatened me with a good time. <laughs> uh, anyway, to me, this film is nothing short of a masterpiece and a masterclass in epic storytelling. Um, the movie does an incredible job, as as has already been said, of depicting the unglorified horrors and realities of war and the men who fight in them. You know, from the misguided youthful excitement of defending your motherland to the hunger, cold, exhaustion, loneliness and trauma of deployment and battle and the never ending homesickened length of it all. Truly, war is hell. And with this film, we see that it is also tragic, horrifying, traumatic, and reflective of the beauty and darkness of the human experience. 
told with exquisite cinematography, um, incredibly elaborate set pieces, and a realistic tone. It was an experience that induces sadness, heartbreak, and sobering devastation, um, as it even harkens back to a previous era of movie making, both in its grand scale and its dedication to SAT word here, very Uh-oh. similitude. Um, Can you use that in a sentence, please? <laughs> the movie had a lot of very similitude. Uh, language of origin, please. <laughs> um, the as as Mark exemplified for us, the movie starts with an incredible modern score that pulses and pounds at the beginning, bomb, bomb, bomb. But also throughout the movie, and for me, uh, as the movie started, you know, because war movies are kind of hit or miss, right? I mm-hmm. mean, sometimes they're kind of they drag, you know, they're slow if they're not done well. So I was a little bit, I wasn't quite where Kevin was, as he said, he wanted to hate it. I wasn't there at all, but I was, I was skeptical and it, but it quickly, you know, started to win me over. But as soon as I heard bam, 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 I was like, (laughs) boom, here we go. You know, like I'm strapping in for this ride. Um, And for me, those horns, man, that, that's, just set the the tone for every scene because i don't know if you noticed but when the soldiers thought that the war was over and there's no more like it's done and blah blah blah, there was violins playing and it was all nice when they went back to the 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 uh the farmer to get the eggs there's violins playing but as soon as they went and and said that there's war again Bum, bum. Not even when he, when when uh, Paul was sitting in that room by himself because Cat just died, it goes bomb, 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 and I went no, yeah. like I was not expecting them to go back into it, and sure enough, that's when Doctor Robotnik sends them back to war. Yeah, dude, it, it was, and it's a. I love that you said. Um, wait, I can't remember what you said. No, but you said something like, did you catch this or that, you know, and that bro, like this movie is so brilliant because there's so many things like that. Yeah, that like you actually the second time and I didn't even get to watch the whole thing. I watched like the first uh, 30, 30 minutes. But even even then already the second time through, like there were so many things that I was catching, like, you know, so the movie begins um, uh, in in a in a previous battle, right, where they start where you see, you know, immediately, right, one of the realities that, oh, boy, you never think of, right, especially back then, and which is that they start to collect the uniforms and the boots of all the dead soldiers in yeah. order to you know patch them up and fix them up yeah, to, to the next person to give to the next soldiers yeah which you know paul kind of which is then so weird because you're wearing a dead guy's uniform yeah. um and and paul even catches it right and he goes oh i think that yeah, i think this was a sign to someone else and the guy's like oh yeah it must have been too too big for him or something um and then he rips off the tag and hands it to him and then throws it in the ground and you see there's a bunch of tags by his yeah. feet but before that that happens you see the trucks driving with the uniforms mm-hmm. and Paul's riding his bike and the uniforms 
the the truck with the uniforms rides right past him. Yeah. So there's so much foreshadowing and yeah. and and so many little little kind of secrets and things that are just uh like so so brilliantly done, you know. It's it's so much more than just uh bullets and grenades and and uh devastation, you know. There's there's so much depth to the to the story and to the characters. And what Kevin was saying that the first half was kind of like slow. I I I took that not as a bad thing because once the it gets to the scenes with the war, I mean, what, once you get to the second half of the movie, I mean, you kind of wish you can go back to those scenes where they're just kind of sitting around and joking, and you're just kind of sitting, going, "All right, what am I watching?" You know, because it gets it it gets crazy, man. It gets crazy, and they don't they don't shy away from any of it. They don't shy away from any of the gore and the violence and. I mean, you can see that the soldiers are kind of like, they're mindless as they're they're going through their motions of killing, and it's not until like something out of the ordinary happens where they're like one on one with someone and they're doing hand to hand, and all of a sudden you're looking the other person in the eye and it's like, whoa, this is someone that's like just like me, and um, you get that a lot in this movie. And, and I will say, like the beginning's not slow. Like when I think back on it, it the beginning's awesome. It was just. When I was watching at the time, when I had that little bitterness, I yeah. was just complaining about everything. But like when I sat down and said, "All right, let me review this movie in my head," like it all works great. Like the beginning just builds up to so that the war can have impact. Yeah, yeah, and and what's what hits you, you know, right at the beginning is how much these are these are still like chilled. These are their kids. Yeah, you know, high um, school. Yeah, not only just from their like baby faces and whatnot, but just their whole thinking. Like they're super like amped up, like they're going to summer camp, and and it it, it sounds like they had been told, you know, that yeah. they were winning, that they were going to be, you know, um, uh, marching towards Paris, superpower at, at any minute. Yeah, and that wasn't the case at all. They were doing terribly. And, you know, right off the, the first attack on the front line where they end up having to run into the bunker, you know, poor Ludwig, uh, you know, poor Four Eyes is, <laughs> is freaking out. And a uh, f- few minutes later, he's dead. Yeah. And, and, you, and you see this all unfold, you know, th- this, this whole sort of transformation and, and this sort of reality check of like, crap and we signed up for this you know like what the heck were we thinking it's wild yeah so i said that uh this movie had dethroned another one and obviously that was saving private ryan um because those war scenes were just so great and the story was good as well but seeing the life of being drafted going into war and then dying i'm just like man there's there's no way like this is the ultimate war movie like this is what you want to see you want to see the life behind it the reasons leading up to it what happens afterwards and like you get all of that bit by bit in this movie yeah and i think it's so interesting too again that you bring up saving private ryan because for me at least one the the mo- the the most uh clear um parallel that i found was cats reminded me so much 
of Tom Hanks's character. Yeah. Um, in Saving Private Ryan, yeah. you know, um, even even with, you know, like that they were able to be to be so hero to to be so heroic and to be in war in the middle of battle like you know the the ev- everything typical about a man and about a soldier that you would want to see and to be right from leadership mm-hmm. to their friendship to their courage and their fortitude and yet you know back home they were these simple little nobodies right where tom hanks's character i, f- I forget his name in the movie but he was Captain a school- miller captain miller yeah he was a school teacher and here freaking cats was a, co- a cobbler <laughs> yeah and it's it's you know in a deeper sense kind of like this crazy idea you know that while hell uh war is hell and 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 you never want to want a war to happen or even even, even less to imagine yourself in a war that clearly there are some men who thrive or excel or are just kind of cut cut out for it you know yeah much more than others yeah i i really like the contrast when they were showing the um the the war scenes and then they were cutting to the scenes in the train and how they have these lavish dinners and mm-hmm. they're sitting going what are we going to do everyone's dying yeah. <laughs> and then it cuts back to them actually dying that was just i i thought they played that out perfectly yeah i thought um my favorite scene was the one where they were, I think it was on a farm and they saw those girls with the cow or whatever walking and then their one friend ran out to go talk to them. Yeah. And, and he was like, for some reason, it was, it was just eerily beautiful when he was like, hey, do brunettes for me? And he's like laughing. But then the guy's like, bonjour. And he leaves with them and you see the sadness come over them. <laughs> and the, the guy's just leaving and then he just turns around and walks back. But it was like so like, he, he was all laughing, and then you just felt it just drain out of him. When he's like, "Oh, our friend's leaving," he goes, "Can we do it?" They didn't even think about that they could do that. They just walked back and sit back down, and it just the scene continues. And I'm like, it was just to me that was like one of the best scenes because I just felt so much emotion when that happened. Yeah, for me, yeah. my favorite scene was when um, Paul saw I don't know how to say his name, Chowden, T J A D E N, the one that wanted to oh, be yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, and how he was laying out and he was like, Oh, I don't think I could be a, a civil servant. What whatever he was trying a cop or I think he was trying to become a cop or something. Whatever he was trying to become. And Paul hit him with the, you know, oh, you can you definitely can still be. And it made me think back to that scene where they were kind of sitting around and that one guy told him that he couldn't do and he's like, Who cares with it what you think, man? Like, leave me alone. And then you got Paul, and that's what made me root for Paul, man. Like he just he was always like trying to do like it seemed like he was trying to do the right thing you know and i i i just there was parts of me that thought that he wasn't going to make it but a lot of me thought that he was and when he gosh this movie toyed with me so so our friend paul at the end the last right before 11 a.m he gets stabbed uh right through the heart and um he ends up kind of crawling out of the bunker that he's in. And now he's in the, um, uh, what is it called? The trenches. And, uh, the guy who he saves is coming to get his dog tag. 
did you not think he was going to open his eyes with as long as they stayed with him on the like that scene? Yeah, they just I did. On. I'm like, yeah. okay, he's opening his eyes. He's blinking. Yeah. He's doing something because it was so long. And when it cut away, I went, I, I said out loud, no, what are you yeah. doing to me? Uh, and that, but I guess that that's the point of the movie. Like we, you know, we're supposed to be drawn up into this character and, 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 and be a part of his story. So seeing him not make it to the end, uh, it just absolutely, it killed me. Like there was a lot of love hate in this movie. Like I, I hated everything that I saw, but I loved it, you know? Yeah. And even about his death, I mean, I did, I had the same expectation and it was so illogical because I'm like, I just saw him get stabbed through the heart. But, but a part of me was like, he could survive that, you know, like, so, and and yeah, it was them holding for so long that I was expecting, yeah, his eyes to like open, but then also like, dude, it was so well done because it just, it just came out of nowhere. You know, (laughs) and and again, even to explain to our listeners, right? I mean, it's just such a roller coaster ride because at the point that the main character dies at the end of the movie, the war is over. (laughs) You know, like they've already signed, you know, like a a peace. um, Well, armistice is a pause that they had before that. There was a ceasefire. Now yeah. this this was the surrender. Like they had signed the surrender, um, and and they were they were getting ready. I mean, they were they were supposed to have been shipped shipped out, you know. But it was because of this stupid, bald, you know, prideful idiot of a general that 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 couldn't bear, you know, to see Germany lose and his legacy, you know, probably be tarnished that he was like let's go back out there and take one last stand and so now paul is finding himself in a in a head-to-head battle with this one frenchman and you're like what's gonna happen who you know is he and then boop just comes and someone some other guy just passing through you know like well, just, just like paul did to a couple other in that same battle yeah yeah it's so crazy Seven. but the hardest hardest scene for me to watch um outside of Katz's death which I'll talk about in a second because that just broke I mean I I knew it was coming but it just broke my heart because I liked them so much yeah um but the bro the hardest scene to watch was what the guy that Paul kills in the ditch um that that won't die yeah for 10 minutes oh my gosh bro and like I I'm like Paul Please put this man out of his misery, bro. Like shoot him in the head, stab, like stab him in his throat. Like this poor guy. Then he goes and tries to like stuff dirt down his throat. And the poor, I don't. At this point, I don't even know if the guy's fighting to survive or just fighting to just die. Like, please let me die. And bro, dude, that's a good comedy sketch right there. It, you have the guy going, "Come on, man, shoving dirt in my mouth isn't helping me." <laughs> Dude, but between that and the guy to Jaden, um, you know, ki- oh. killing himself with the fork in his throat, and then the other friend. Don't forget that Paul watched um his other friend um get get lit on get, fire, get roasted, yeah, like a marshmallow. Yeah, it was uh, it was wild, dude. 
That was kind of on him, though. I don't know why he stayed behind the tank. Like, you see everybody running. Why are you still chilling, you know? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, and that's what Kevin was mentioning in that scene. He was kind of – something was up with him where, like, he seemed, at the beginning at least, like he was going to be kind of a confident guy and maybe do really well. And then um, he was, yeah, like, probably the saddest guy when – when what's his name? Um, you know the other friend went where uh, Franz went off with the girls. Yeah, you know, and then he was all fixated on that to where he found the poster. You yeah, know? so he actually like had no confidence whatsoever. Yeah, he was very, he was very, uh, it was very tough, tough to watch <laughs> all of his scenes because it's like. It's one of those men you're just like, dude, why? Why are you thinking this way? Like, why? But um, I, again, it was just I, – I think it was a perfect blend of character. So it wasn't like you're not stuck on one guy. Who, like, why are you doing that way? Because everyone's got their own little thing, and it's – you kind of – you get to get a, a flavor of the month, you know, if that yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying. I did not know this was um, a German movie. I when it um, started with the because uh, it originally started with German language and then English subtitles, and I went, "Whoa! Oh, the boys are gonna hate me for picking a, <laughs> a foreign movie." <laughs> but this didn't feel like a foreign movie, man. Like this yeah. felt like an American blockbuster. Yeah. Um, because, you know, usually when you have movies from other countries, they feel a little different. Yeah. This didn't feel like this felt because I want to say that like. And maybe I'm ignorant or I, whatever, but I feel like everyone strives for America cinema, you know, like we we've kind of we've set this plateau for cinema. And so everyone kind of strives for that. And if it doesn't put up to that quality kind of gets like brushed under the rug unless it's a really good story you know yeah. this didn't feel like that this felt like you know i i could look in the credits and see a big name like spielberg you know um it was just it was it was that well done even more than that i think it you know because i think it, it even elevated the war film genre mm-hmm. you know like it was like you said, this this maybe took took over your number one spot. I mean, it it is to date, you know, one of one if not the best warm war film that's that's out there. So think, it's like not well, only, yeah. what's even more impressive. Like their budget was twenty million. Like that, that's, that's just what Brad Pitt got paid for Bullet Train. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I <laughs> thought maybe this whole movie on it. I thought it'd be more. I mean, I read that. It was the most expensive German film that Netflix has ever made, um, which I mean, I, I, I don't I've never watched any others that Netflix has made. But um, but 20. Wow. That's I mean, it was shot pretty much in like the same in like one location for the most part. But uh, but still, I mean, just the amount of extras and and the, the, the set pieces is crazy. Hundred percent, but I can see them reworking that that muddy field that they were on to make mm-hmm. it seem like different areas. Um, so I that's probably one way they save money. 
you know, the funny thing about war is I, I thought I'd always be bad at it because to me, I think this, the uniforms look all the same. And I'm like, I got to sit here and gotta, okay, is that a darker blue than mine? That's kind of like a green up. Oh, that's a green stab them. It's like, I, I can't, I don't understand why the uniforms are so, they're so similar, you know? And, and that's, that's one thing that always got me about these war movies. I did think that at the end when they were in the trenches and Paul was being like put in the mud and he got a mud all over his uniform. I'm like, how's anyone going to tell who he is? Like he's all, <laughs> he's, he's all muddy now. I'm like, looks just the same, like the guy he's killing. Yeah, exactly. Dude, that, that was another part that kind of just gave me anxiety. I think it was the at first when they're in the bunker and it, it gets bombed. And so Paul wakes up. And he is just his face is just is just covered in dirt, and just continues on like that for a while. I just wanted to wipe his face so badly, um, and then I think later on it happens again where there's like mud caked on his face, um, which again I was like I just I just want to wipe his face. That's the dad in you. You're like, hey, come here, let me wipe your face off, kid. Um. He had he had two of those moments though. Yeah, he had that moment when he was in the ditch with the uh, the first guy that he stabbed, and then he had that in the the second moment when he was one on one with that other guy. Yeah. Um, shout out to Daniel Brühl. Uh, great performance in this one as one of the diplomats seeking to end the war in a surrender. He was um, with France, right? No, he was German. Oh, German. Oh, he was German. Yeah. Oh, he was in France, you said? No, wait. Which side was the German side? I'm so confused. Daniel Brewer was the German side. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so who was the other guy with the big mustache? That was the French side. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, How about... Oh, okay. So do you remember like the the opening and and the title sequence because it was it was so dope especially as i was watching it again so you know it starts off in in the first battle which is you're following the guy who's gonna die who's whose uniform paul is gonna inherit right and like you're following him you know the crap has hit the fan he's in the he's in the in the trenches and you know, his commander or whatever is like, bro, get out there, you know, march on towards the front line. So he gets out. People are just getting blasted left and right next to him. He he like runs out of ammo. So he throws his weapon to the side and he just pulls out like that axe that they all carry. Yeah. And then he, he starts running and he just the first Frenchman he sees, he just stabs him across his chest. And then you just see, boom, black screen, all quiet on the Western Front. Dude, it, it was awesome. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> How about the scene with those tanks? Yeah, that was that was good, man. So I I really made me wonder: did they create tanks like specifically to go through trenches like that? Because yeah. I mean, they had those sound those side mounted machine guns, and I was like, yo, they're just mowing people down as they mosey on through. So I I'm I'm wondering if that was like a real tank or they just made that for the movie. 
I did read that those tanks were in the war. Um, I don't think they they were quite as good as going over yeah. the trenches, or yeah. or or maybe that's what they were for. But either way, they were like terrible. Um, they weren't easy to operate, so they like quickly retired them after that. They did some damage though. Well, I mean, they they had a weak point. You had to be directly in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't in front of them or kind of to the side, then you're screwed. Like you're, they, they were, they were done for. Yeah. Um, but I mean, to, to look up, if I'm sitting in a trench and I look up and I see those tanks lying across the battlefield. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to drop a couple stones right there. Heck yeah. <laughs> Not cats though. He was like, give me, give me something that explodes. And I'm going to put it, put it right here near the wheels. <laughs> Uh, you know, I think that was the first movie that showed me how those uh, grenades work—the one, the ones that look like a stick, how they're pulling it from the bottom and like yanking a string, and then throwing. You don't really see that in in, in movies with those type of grenades. Like you just kind of see them do something. Like they bang it, they bang it, and then they throw it. This one, they were yanking something off the bottom, and I could see a string coming out. I'm like, oh, so maybe they're like. That's how they're destroying. You got like two seconds because they were throwing it immediately and that thing was popping. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I don't know if anyone else caught that, but that was the first time I've ever seen that. I've always seen it like getting banged and then they throw it, not pulled. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely noticed that, but but I didn't I didn't it didn't um, connect any dots for me. Um, I like, I like, yeah, I, I watched it all. The, and playing video games too helps, you know. You don't yeah. get to see them pull the uh, grenades, they just throw them. Oh, yeah, a lot. You got lots of miles in Call of, Call of Duty. <laughs> all of them, unfortunately. <laughs> um, you know, that, that another tragic scene was the one where, again, that, that whole, that whole platoon that they, they, they got a mission. You know, to go oh, to go off and, and look for this platoon that was missing, and I was looking for another platoon that was missing. Yeah. <laughs> Paul finds them in a warehouse. It looked like nap time in kindergarten. <laughs> I mean, the whole room there's just soldiers lying dead on the floor, and it turns out it got gassed, and they weren't able to put their mask. Oh no, they took their mask off too soon. No. So I think that's what it was. They were all yeah. laying down to pass out. They're like, "Yeah, we won. Let's let's do. Let's relax." And so they took their masks off, and they all died in their sleep. But, yeah. but that was that was such a great payoff to the when Paul was putting it on. They're like, "No, don't take it off. He was gonna take it off too early." Yeah. And and, and then it, then they pay it off with that scene. You see what happens. Another and, foreshadowing moment. Yeah. Well, really- and and even before that, all the way in the beginning of the movie, remember. They they all put on their masks and he's too slow to put it on. Yes, and, and so the 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 gen, the commander uh, at that time makes him wear it for the rest of the afternoon. Uh, so he was slow to put it on. He's gonna be quick to take it off. Bro, so it, but it's just like so smart the way they foreshadow things. That's why when I was watching it again, Cat's death was even worse. Right. Because at the beginning, the first time they're going to steal um, the goose to cook it, to eat, they're stealing it from this farm. Um, 
then uh, Paul says to Katz, he's like, don't get caught. And Katz is like, never. Um, and then even before that, one of the first lessons that Katz teaches Paul um, towards the beginning of the movie, he's, he says this that almost kind of like doesn't make a lot of sense. But he says like hard, he tells him hard work pays off. Yeah. And if you couple both of those moments and those lines all the way to the end, that's when I knew that he was going to die was when he told Paul, it's your turn to go and, and get the, the animal, to steal the animal. Yeah. And I was like, no, cats, you should have went because cats wouldn't have, wouldn't have got caught, bro. He was fast. He would have been in and out. Yeah. One, one thing about that scene that, that kind of made me chuckle but as they're walking up to that farm, Katz is literally telling Paul that he needs to go to university and he's smart. Like, don't be like me. But then you send him in to this farmer who is looking, he's got the finger on the trigger. Cause like y'all keep stealing from him. So that was kind of baffling to me that he would send him. I'm like, Katz, you just literally said this guy's got a future. And then you send him in to go steal something, you know? And he was like, well, your turn. Well, I, a couple things like I think maybe he got caught in the moment. I think also I don't think he really saw the farmers as a threat. You know how they like maybe they'll 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 have a gun, but they're not really going to kill a soldier. You know, like I, I don't think he really thought that they would really like fire it to try to kill them. I thought uh, they pulled the trigger the last the first time they went in. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. From the distance, from the yeah. distance, they were they were firing. But I think he just thought like. Bro, at he's this a, point, he's a farmer. What? No, I just thought he's just a farmer. He's not going to kill us. Like you know, we're got farmer aim. Yeah. yeah, but also like, I don't know. Maybe I mean, it seemed like some like by now, uh, Paul. I I feel like he would have imagined. All right, like you've been learning from me for a while. You know, like you sh you should know how to handle yourself and how to execute this this task. You know, yeah. but instead he's like dilly dallying with the chickens, trying to trying to count eggs, and gets himself locked in the coop. Uh, you he's, know, like, he's excusing himself. Excuse me, excuse me. That would not have Ducks. happened to cats <laughs> or to the yeah to the chickens. And I remember in that scene, I, I actually got scared. I was like, "Oh man, that Paul's gonna die!" But then I remember thinking, "Like, oh, they won't kill off Paul. He's the main character." <laughs> and know, and that's why when they escaped, I'm like, "Oh, see, he wasn't gonna die." And when cats died, I was like. All right, cats die, and that's why it really hit me when he dies. You're like, oh, mother Fletcher's, dude, the best for last. Well, and then even you know, he doesn't even die when he gets shot, you know. So then you still have hope, like, oh, okay, he's gonna be all right, you know. It, it might have missed the vital organs, and so Paul, you know, slumps him over his shoulder and drags him all the way to the medic. Um, to realize that he had actually died on the way. And, you know, the doctor saw it immediately because his blood was black. So it means it shot his spleen. And so all his intestines were now poisoned or whatever. Yeah, it, he was just basically carrying his dead friend for who knows how long. <laughs> Crazy. Black blood. Yeah. Um, and, but the other thing that was like, I think that, led me to to suspect you know that that these guys weren't going to survive because it it was like i mean all the things that they saw and that they experienced it was kind of like i don't know how do you go back 
to a normal life after that, you know? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And that's what I was thinking while watching Paul. I'm like, man, this guy's got to live with everything he's doing. And I really thought he was going to get that last death. And in my head, I'm thinking, man, how is he going to like process that? He's going to be so upset. Like this is seconds before there's yeah. a piece and it, it just, it didn't go that way. The movie yeah. said, uh-uh-uh. Well, so, so that's the question, right? Because clearly, um, it was hard to tell with the other guys, with his other friends. I mean, Four Eyes, Ludwig, he seemed smart. But, but I, you know, he died early on. He, he was really scared. Um, but Paul definitely seems like the smartest guy yeah. in the group. So at the end, um, I mean, it just felt like something in him even flipped after Katz died. And then, you know, he's maybe expecting some relief and getting to go home now then he gets the order you know that they have to march right back to the front line for one final stand Um, and I was like okay I mean he's a smart guy like just duck you know or just hide (laughs) until this passes and then you get to go home but it was like something snapped you know and so yeah, I guess that's what. What do you think? What? Why do you think he did that? You know, do I you... I think the 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 that the French when they started attacking themselves because they were at that last battle they once they saw what was happening they said attack and then they said charge so they started getting out of the trenches and started charging and then you noticed Paul is shooting people as they're running by him so I'm thinking that in that moment he figured well they're coming at me I just need to jump in and, 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 and follow what's happening because had he have just turned it off and be like, all right, I got to kill. I think he would have beat that guy. I mean, he, he had multiple chances to do it. Um, but I just, I think that he was still stuck on cats and just all those deaths that he had to witness. And so it was kind of slowing him down, but I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's how war is. And if you're not one of those people who are bloodthirsty that love doing that stuff, like that's going to affect you, um, so that's kind of how I took it. Also, when when they were ordered back, like my note literally was like, "Oh wow, the war isn't ending." You could just see the demoralization of of those soldiers, of their morale. Like they they just like everything felt like it left their body, and they were being they were almost like cattle being like you know moved over. To, like, hey, you got to go mm-hmm. back, and yeah. they didn't want to go. Oh, some of them were being shot because they were trying to run, but you saw the other guys just pushing them like, "You got to go." And yeah, you did. You Meanwhile, do Paul is like a zombie. Yeah, because he thought he was going home. His friend just died. Like, I'm gonna go home. I have to talk to this. And it was just, I just think, like, again, it's hope leaving, leaving the body. You're just like, all right, this is this is my life. This is all yeah. there is. Uh, yeah, and then and then even even worse. In the meanwhile, you know, this freaking bastard who gave the order is sitting in his mansion you know smoking a cigar and sipping his cognac you know throwing, and then, throwing pheasants at his dog yeah what, but it was like what 15 minutes they're like hey we got 15 minutes but what we have to fight for 15 minutes knowing it's going to be over yeah um but it, it it was the the you know most most vivid and and accurate you know, ultimately depiction of the reality of war, you know, that 
young men fight these wars for you know for them it's it's for their nation and for their family and and for all that but like a lot of the times it's it's just for you know rich uh fat politicians you know who can't go and fight the wars themselves (laughs) will never will fight the war themselves you know instead of war just have like a a sumo wrestling competition between the two the two presidents or something have an eat off whoever can eat the most (laughs) hot dog competition we got joe chestnut let's go (laughs) we got joey barafuco for france (laughs) um but i do i do want to um and this is this is slightly going into one of my fun facts um but, but um because there's this silly silly writer for slate magazine who hated this movie um what? you know hated? huh hated yeah 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 hated hated the film um it was okay. a it was a woman um uh what, whatever that means to you i'm just saying i'm just saying this writer who hated this movie happened to be a woman and um but but what she was also saying which really surprised me is that the film has not been received well critically in germany um like there's been quite a few film critics that have passionately attacked um a board and and just hate this film and um the okay. the so- the source of that rage seems to be that it's they took a lot of liberties with the with the with the source material oh. um, like for example what they were saying is that like for example in the book all the stuff with the fat bald general like that's not in the book uh, and, no, yeah no, like yeah no like him well all the scenes in his in his in his house and him having dinner and then him sending them off to war one, or at the end there wow so him has as a whole a whole character he was not in the book at all yeah 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 like apparently that i haven't read the i have the book but i haven't read it yet but yeah like that they added that and um Ooh. i think they all do die in the in the book they they still all die but before they die i think at one point like paul does get to go home um and i think then he gets called back but like during the time that he goes home you like see him you know kind of like dealing with ptsd and like struggling to be back home Mm. um so i guess it's not just all war you know and i guess there's more nuance to it um so i guess that that that's what has certain german people or critics or whoever um up in a rage over and and they were saying that it was it was like bloodthirsty americans or netflix or whatever or even the academy awards you know just like glorifying you know that that basically they'll just they'll just eat up anything that's war and like you know killing and this or that so yes correct well but but in light of that you know and speaking particularly to this writer rebecca schumann for oh Slate, for Slate Put on blast. <laughs> I want to make uh, just a, a, a passionate defense of the warm film. 
the war film, right? Um, at the at the risk, right, of of maybe being accused of toxic masculinity um, or whatever, um, you know, the reason that we value and and love and appreciate war films, you know, while while we may um, have a sense of of uh, you know fascination to a certain degree with with the violence, it's it's not just for the gore it's not for the gore and and the violence it's because a like war is a reality and in that reality you still get to again see some of the worst and the best of the human experience you know worst with everything that that war encapsulates but but the best with with you know the men and women now right who go off to battle and to fight wars and who sacrifice and who you know do it all with a sense of service and responsibility and duty and pride and defending their their home and their land and their family as well and everything that they love and believe in and there is something that that is to be admired in that while still not necessarily needing to serve just a glorification of war but still being able to appreciate you know sometimes in the worst scenarios right is when the best of people you know rises to the surface right and that's what you know all of these war movies that we enjoy you know like saving private ryan and like kevin said platoon which i've never seen but but all quiet on the waterfront and even like forrest gump and even all these movies which depict war i mean again they're some of the worst things in history but which also have provided us with some of the best examples of humanity right and that's what we get to see through these war movies so you know you can take your little petty snobby stupid argument and just go ahead somewhere else with it i don't even know how you get to write for slate magazine with your dumb opinions she didn't even talk about the movie in the article that much she didn't even really critique it or review it it was so dumb so I just wanted to make a quick defense of war films. And if I could say something real quick. Um, no, no. Band of Brothers or no? Oh, I love um, Band of Brothers. It's amazing. It's been such a long time since I've seen it, but I did go through it in its, it, when it first existed. Well, I have if you want to borrow it. But just like Band of Brothers in this movie, I'm like, and while I was talking about war movies, I'm like, there's such a detachment from war. Like, I remember watching the Iraq War. I'm like, yeah, yeah shocking all. Like, it doesn't affect me at all. But watching these war movies, it, uh, like I said earlier, it humanizes the war. Like, you know what? No, these are actual people losing their lives, losing friends, you know, having moments that are lost the sands of time. But it's just like um, watching, like, 12 Years a Slave or the new um, Will Smith one where Emancipation, where you see the brutality of slavery you know what I mean? Like, we're detached. We don't see the brutality. Um, just like the Passion of Christ, like, I've learned about, you know, Jesus got beat, you know, since I was a baby. But watching the Passion of Christ, you see the brutality. You're like, oh, wow, it makes it more real. The same thing with these yeah. war movies that we talk about. It's not romanticizing war. It's not saying, look how great it is. You know, yeah, there are heroes, but all these heroes have wounds that are psychological, that are physical. And it's just such a brutality that we, we 
who get to enjoy the comforts of not going to war don't get to experience. And it, yeah. it, gives, me, it gives me a better appreciation for these people who went to war and other people who like our friend, uh, my friend Danny and Israel who've been overseas and served in the military. You know what? They've seen stuff that, that they'll never probably never even talk about that, you know, we will never know. And, it, and we get to be brought in, even if it's just this little picture of a window saying, wow, look, these are real people, not just these Germans, but like people who fought World War II, Vietnam War, Gulf War, all these wars. We don't get to experience that. And seeing it, like I said, it just humanizes who they are more. You're like, wow, like these are actual people. And it makes you feel for them. And all these people in government who's like, yeah, let's go to war. Let's go to more war. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's, it's nothing. And it's nothing yeah. else because we don't get to experience it. I get to go to work and come home to my girls. And these people are fighting for and, and giving up so much for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my That's one reason I'm happy I have uh, diabetes because I'll never be drafted into the military. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and even all the more, right? As a German person, you know, I can't speak necessarily to it so i don't know exactly what you would feel as a german individual watching this but but i think there there should be a a a certain degree of appreciation that it like kevin said it does humanize not only you know war but also in this instance german people in 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 war like in a war that they lost right and i think that that humanization is important right because you even again it's it's a it's a preface to then world war Two and and what you know germany um and through the nazis became you know and how we view them now but actually even seeing even before that like hey the these were you know, and even in in Hitler's army, right? There was Hitler's youth, right? These these little kids. I, I don't know if you guys saw um, Jojo Rabbit. You know, that was yeah. that was that was a great World War II movie. Um, so it's it 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 is, I think, serving even because it is a German film. You know, about German people, about particularly German military in a war in a war that Germany lost, you know, that I think um, for everyone else, I think can also serve in saying like, Hey, don't forget, like Kevin said, that the people in these wars are, you know, sons and, and brothers and friends and, and human beings, you know, that unfortunately the, the brothers, yeah, got got wrapped up in in this mess, but uh, but that's it. I am officially um, stepping off of the um, <laughs> the slave magazine, the podium soapbox. <laughs> she really the soapbox. Yeah, she really pissed me off. But um, yeah, I mean, it happens. People completely miss the point of the movie. Um, you know, you got to take it for what it was. And I mean, maybe you're not happy that women weren't allowed to be drafted in the war, but at that time they weren't, you know? And so it was just, we're watching the story of a man being drafted, you know, following the propaganda that's being fed to him, him doing what he does, realizing that maybe this isn't, you know, something I should be doing, uh, realizing that he was told by his mother that that's not for you. And, you then root that he goes home, like he gets home, 
and uh, he doesn't make it home. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's to dumb it down. It's, it's a pretty cut and dry movie. I mean, that's, that's at its core, what it is. We're watching a soldier trying to get home. Um, so I, I don't, I, there's not much more you can add to it. And, you know, I don't, I don't think there was any other. Yeah. I just, it's, it's tough to put a, like a, an agenda behind this. Uh, and I, I don't think it was unfair to Germans, but I think at this time, like Germans understand that what happened in world war one, you know, just because they're German, it doesn't mean that it was their fault. <laughs> so, so like, I think, I think we're past that point of Ger- you know, German people going, Oh man, sorry for world war one guys. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's just, it's funny, but you know, some people just like to hold grudges and uh, some people hold grudges for eternity. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so do you I'm guys, ready. Do you guys want the fun facts before or after? The I, I already said I'm ready. Okay, I don't care what Kevin said, he's too busy <laughs> thinking about what he wants to say. No, I, I read the Slate Magazine <laughs> review. I was if, like, I have read that. I was like, if you're, if you're ready, then I'm gonna fire away. Um, This is the first ever German language film to be nominated for the Academy Award for Best Picture. Hey, hey, you're here, Germans. And after having seen the film, I think it's no surprise. It is, like, like Mark said, it is absolutely worthy of being up there and being a very strong contender to even win that bad boy. Yeah, I I really think it is. I really think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, next fun fact is that Eric Maria Remark, who is the author of the novel All Quiet on the Western Front, he fought in the war. Oh, I thought I thought he you were gonna tell me he was like completely on the other side. He was like from Alaska or something. <laughs> uh, no, he's German. He fought in the war, so it's safe Bro, to but say. But that makes sense. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Because just yeah. like just like Platoon, um, Oliver Stone was in the war, and that's where he got a lot of the stuff from. Yeah. So again, considered by kind of by by many to be the greatest war novel of all time and a lot of it is is due to the fact that it's told from the perspective of the losing side yeah uh, so i own it i, I believe the to, book is first person i want yeah. to read it yeah um so there's that um this is not so much not 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 a super fun fact but uh, Bro, every fact is fun stop well, it's it's merely that um you know all along as I was watching this, the actor who played Paul Felix Kammerer, I was like, man, I, I know this guy from something, uh, but I was wrong. This is his film debut. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> that took a turn. So I was yeah. like, oh. Um, and last, last but not least, you'll <laughs> like you'll like this. This this one. Wow, this is the first movie. That's crazy. This one you will like. At the beginning of the film, after the main group of friends have donned their uniforms, 
um, they're marching and they're singing this song and there's a shot that tracks across them as they're marching and singing confidently with the rest of the soldiers. The camera then shows them in the order that they die in the film. Ludwig is first, then his props, then Franz, and then Paul. More foreshadowing. Yeah, dude, it's it's crazy. (laughs) It's so, and that's why I don't I understand this critic who like doesn't understand that and didn't appreciate the actual cinematic qualities of the movie. Maybe she was just upset that she was tasked to review this movie. Also, you said something about not, women not being able to be drafted into the war back then. You know, that didn't stop Mulan. <laughs> she really wanted to, to defeat the Huns, bro. <laughs> Point one. So, so don't tell me anything about women fighting. <laughs> Uh, wow, yeah, you saved the best for last. That was a good little fact there. Mm-hmm. All right, so Mark, um, yeah, this, this, I'm was, ready. this was your pick, bad boy. So, why don't you hit us with your rating? I think, uh, for last season, I had the number one pick, which was another round. Uh, I think I'm gonna hit it out of the park again with this pick, all quiet on the western front. Um, yeah, this movie was just it was it was it it was beautiful to watch. It was sad to watch. Uh, it was exciting to watch. Um, it I it's one of those movies that you just you really have to watch yourself. And I feel like unless you write for Slate Magazine, you're going to come out of this really liking it because it just. You know, you're watching you're watching the story uh, of a young boy being thrust into a war that he has no part of uh, he has no part of being in, um, and he's wrestling with the things that he's dealing with in war. And you're watching big wigs just kind of you know let people die, and uh, it's just it's all together. It's just a great movie. Mm-hmm. It was shot so well. I mean, it was, it was it was nice to look at that the soundtrack, those horns, uh, whatever they were. I don't know what it was, but it, that those three notes that would hit just. I mean, I felt it in my chest every single time. It was like a pit in my stomach every time I heard that because I knew it wasn't going to be good. Like I'm going to watch something that's just not good. Um, not good at, you know what I mean? Not good in the sense that, like, <laughs> this is a war movie. But, you know, it's just, as a whole, it's just, it was it was perfectly done. Um, I, I highly recommend this to everyone and anyone. Uh, but, yeah, this is five little Jerry's for me. Uh, all right. I, I wish you wouldn't have said that you expect that this is going to be all fives because now Kevin's going to hit you with a 4.5. No, no. I didn't say this was going to be a five. I just said this is going to be our best movie. Oh, okay. Best movie okay. review. That's what, that's what we did say. Okay. Go ahead, Juan. Go ahead, Juan. Go ahead, Juan. The best reviewed, so I'll take a 4.5. <laughs> all right. So 
Um, Kevin, you heard Mark. It's out of five. So, so again, a reminder that for those of you that have been listening since way back in episode one last night in Soho season one, where we Ooh. had the three scale little Jerry's, this is the new and improved season two, where we're <laughs> coming at you with the five scale yeah. little Jerry. And this Apparently is they didn't have enough numbers to work with. One, never. two, three wasn't hard. What well, wasn't? What well, was too hard? There's never enough. <laughs> too limited. Um, I'm never satisfied. Yeah, but then y'all throw in the point two five, point seven five, point There's there's nuance. Okay, I'm a human being. There's nuance in my opinions. All right. Um, so yeah, that was a five out of five for Mark. Um, uh, for me, uh, again, I've I've already I've already said, and you've already heard in my comments, just my enthusiasm for this movie um but not only that i mean i do believe that again these are important movies um i don't know do do they release netflix films like on blu-ray because i i would want to i want to purchase this and like own that's it. that's a great question i think sometimes um, they do like that would be the only shameful thing about it is if if i can only ever stream it on netflix like i'd want to own this um but but again, these movies are important, right? Just like movies about the Holocaust are important, like Kevin said. Just like movies about slavery are important. You know, they they can't all be uh, eat, pray, love, and you know, young, crazy, rich Asians or whatever. What's that movie called? <laughs> um, crazy rich Asians. Crazy. Cra- <laughs> crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting a uh, question. <laughs> borderline uh racist here but uh it's some, something like something about asians and rich that's all i know but uh you know these these films are are important you know as as much as they are also satisfying in different ways man they are they are important so we shouldn't be knocking artists you know that are able to tell these stories especially um from outside of hollywood you know from other countries that are able to do this with this quality like it's it's incredible and um you know this director and writer you know, he co-wrote the screenplay as well like knocked it out of the ballpark um yeah for me no doubt about it it's also a five little jerry's Mark, did you notice at the end they played that same beat after the the arm of the piece or whatever, and they played it very low instead of very powerful. It was a very like no no no. Yeah, because 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 they knew they knew it was about to happen. Yeah, but okay. So, um, you may not like this movie so much if you watched the 1930 movie, which most people I know under the age of 60 haven't. It's been about 30 years since I've seen it, and from what I remember, it wasn't that great. But um, this throws you right into the chaos and confusion of war. The score slaps, as the kids say. (laughs) It's great. Um, Everything works to perfection. Um, Again, I went in not wanting to like it. I came out loving this movie. Um, Also, I love the fact that we've talked about this before. There was no gratuitous like sex scene or nudity or there was no wasted anything in this movie. Everything pays off later. I want to watch this movie with the girls because I do think it's an important movie to watch. I'm like, hey, let's let's watch this movie. It's good for you. And like I said, it's all all quite on the uh, on the Western Front. 
beautiful piece of work coming out of Germany, and I give it a five. I did the wrong one. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Oh yeah, dude. The the one episode where we where we desperately could have used the sound effects, the, apl- <laughs> the applause. The boy said to the repair shop. <laughs> you know, I'm hurting over here over my machine, and all you can do is think about yourself, man. Yourself. Mark, tell us how you do it, man. How do you do it? I just know what the people want, man. And you are my people. I know what y'all want. Best part is we were just complaining about how it's been a lull in the movies that we were watching. And we, like, I think the last movie, this movie, I think we picked some great movies. It's up to Juan. Well, there was a lot of movies that we thought were going to be good. And then they were just like straight up duds, you know. But listen, the, the season is still young. There is many opportunities in someone for someone to trump me, but so far I am reigning supreme. Like I'm two for two, boys. So, wait, oh, wait, Kev, Kev, wait to catch my next one. What happened, one? Be, before we <laughs> go, be a musical. <laughs> I did want to give you a shot to tell the people when this episode should be dropping. Oh, snap. <laughs> uh, let me see. What is this? Are, you know, Wait, no, no. Don't go start. Don't start rummaging through paper. No, no. Uh, I, no I'm just looking at the date. I'm looking through paperwork. Came on the first. We are, we should be second, third, no, third week of March. That's when this comes out. I will see you. My birthday will have passed. And, I, and we will, we will listen to this episode then. And, and, and well, no. Well, when are the Oscars? He has a random pile of papers he had rummaged through when he, where he's confused. Wait, wait when, are, when are the Academy Awards? Hold on. I don't know, but listen, if this wins, we might need to move it up. Hold on. Oh, this should be coming out the week of the Academy Awards. Academy Awards are Sunday, March 12th, 8 p.m. Gangster. Perfect. Nice. That would be quite a serendipitous turn of events. That might be the thing that makes us go viral. It's called synergy. synergy. That might, dude. How awesome would it be if 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 uh, Rebecca Schumann heard this, and then she and I got to go at it, <laughs> and then you find out you really have a lot in common. She's just you know misunderstood in her thoughts and views. Well, That's first cool. of all, that review is her <laughs> quoting a lot of other reviews. Yeah, it weren't even her, oh, her opinions. It, it, it really sounds like she was just upset that she was tasked with, with reviewing this movie because this is just not her type of movie. So she just phoned it in. Uh, yeah. I, but this is me. I, I've never read it. So I, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm going off what you guys are saying. The lady got paid to, to print other people's reviews. That's what she just did. <laughs> All right. And, and on that note... I bid you gentlemen adieu. And uh, until next time, we will be back with another film uh, and more little Jerry's to hand out. Uh, thank you, fellas. Hit the beat, Mark. Mark. Love you. <laughs>